This podcast is brought to you by Voice and Vision, bringing help, hope, and healing to individuals, families, and communities affected by mental illness, addictions, and disabilities in southeastern Pennsylvania. Financial support for this podcast is provided by a Veterans Trust Fund grant from the Pennsylvania Department of Military and Veterans Affairs. Welcome to Untold Valor, a podcast with a unique focus on veterans, featuring stories of courage, recovery, perseverance, and strength. Listen to hear veterans share their perspectives on what it's like to battle mental health challenges, combat addictions, and overcome other adversities unique to those who have served. Welcome to another edition of the podcast. It's Untold Valor, and we are talking, as usual, with veterans and folks that are helping other veterans find their way to and through issues when it comes to transitioning from the service or whatever problems they may be having uh, in and out of the service and as life moves on. And we are excited to have some great guests once again here on the show. We've got Michael Bates joining us. Uh, he prefers to go by Mike, so we're going to call him that. But he is from EDSI. He is a veteran career coach. And uh, Michael, welcome in. How are you? Good. How are you? How's your day going? It's going fantastic. Thank you so much for being here. As always, appreciate your time. Uh, I'm I'm fantastic. I'm doing well today. Reverend Ben, you with me, my friend? I'm here, signed on and ready to go. How you doing, guys? Doing very good. Glad to have you back with us here, Reverend Ben. And so we're going to get into talking with Michael today. You've got some great conversation points we want to go through, Mike, so I won't waste any time with a lot of dilly-dally. Uh, tell us a little bit about you, your time in the service, and just give us a little background on you, please. Okay. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So right out of high school, two days after high school, I joined the Marine Corps. And then, uh, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So I, I joined you, in 1997, you, right out of high school. I guess you school. knew what you wanted, right? Yes, I did. So as soon as I joined, I went down to Parish Island and from Parish Island, I went to Camp Lejeune and then I, I did 21 years. I, I retired in 2018 as a master sergeant operations chief. Oh, wow. Uh, my final duty station was in Camp Pendleton, served under many units from operations chief to infantry units to other job-related experiences and many deployments. Mm -hmm. Throughout my career, I led and mentored over 2,500 Marines during various stages of their military service. While I was in, it was awesome. Like I was in charge of everyone. I was ensure of making sure what was people getting done, how their transition was. Before they got out of the Marine Corps, they all had to come talk to me. And I made sure they had a plan, mm -hmm. make sure that they knew what to do, how the transition was going to be. But during that time, I forgot to do it for myself. Oh, wow. Yeah. So there was, uh, after I retired, I was like, oh, I'll take some time. My son, I have a son. He's 19. He was just a freshman in high school. That's why I retired. So I can actually spend his high school years with him. That's awesome. And then I was like, while I was doing that, I was like, okay, I'll get back to the youth. And I was, I was a, a coach and I helped young kids help find their purpose, help little, little boys turn into young men. And then I was like, okay, let me go to college. So I tried out the college thing. Try being a 40-year-old freshman. It's kind of hard. <laughs> yeah. It's not quite as uh, silly or cutesy as they do it in the movies when they do those kinds of things, right? Yeah. It exactly wasn't like that one. Like when I'm when I'm giving a class and they're like, oh, tell us about your first car. I'm like, oh, it was in 1992. And my professor was like, oh, I wasn't even born yet. I was like, okay. Yeah. That's interesting. So, so you were struggling to, like, I guess, to figure out your own transition period uh, after so much time in the service. Is that what got you into doing this you know, veteran career coaching? Yeah. So this is what happened. So it took me almost two years of learning on my own, like how to navigate the difficult and frustrating transition process. Mm -hmm. Like in my life, I, I lost that self worth and the transformation. And then I ended up finding this veteran career program because when you're going through it, you don't realize like there's other people going through it. You think it's you by yourself. Right. So 
and as veterans, we're proud people. We don't ask for help, but we think like keeping it all bottled in is showing courage and strength. Not knowing actually asking for help shows more courage than holding it in. Mm, very good point. So while I was at while I was in college, I ended up seeing this veteran transition program. I said, "Oh, let me check this out." And I finally learned the difficult transition and the feeling of rejection it had nothing to do with me. It hadn't to do with my personality or my time in the service or what I gave back to the country. It came down to not knowing how to market myself, not knowing how to turn my skills that I did for 21 years. I mean, it doesn't matter if you did two years or 30 years, your regime, like you, you know what you're doing, you know, your job, you know, the ins and outs of it, Mm -hmm. you know how to navigate through all that stuff. But when you're doing a resume, you think you're putting not enough information come to find out you're putting too much information. Mm, Wow. Okay. After completing the, the veteran career course, I found out I wasn't alone when they got other veterans with me and we're all talking about it from they could have been 22 years old to me at that time, 42 years old. It was, oh, wow. Like there is commonality. Like now we understand like it's not one-sided. It's just the way we didn't understand or know how to do the transition part. Yeah. And so is that kind of what led you to where you're at now? So the EDSI as a veteran career coach, what, what does that stand for, by the way? So EDSI stands for Educational Data Assist Incorporated. It was like a it was like a, a godsend. So when I retired from the wrinkle, like I said, I was in California. When my son graduated high school, my family lives in New Jersey and like upper Pennsylvania and Florida. So as soon as he graduated, I decided to come out to New Jersey. So I live in New Jersey right now. Mm-hmm. And I happened to be going through and I saw this post that says veteran career coach. I was like, holy cow, that is awesome. And reading what the job was. As a veteran career coach, it was to help the transition of service members, help them do resumes, help them do interview skills, help them find jobs. It was like a calling from God. I was like, this is something I have to do. Mm. And the company is just amazing. Like the support and the, the caring and the care and the effort and the education and just the fact that they get it and they want to help is just amazing. Like they just want to help just like anybody else does. And that's what we want to do as veterans is to stop the perpetual cycle of not having a job. If you don't have a job, you get depressed. If you get depressed, you go drinking. If you go drinking, you lose your money. If you spend your money, you end up homeless. Like it just, right. It's a cycle. It's all the yeah. revolving cycle that yeah. you don't know you're in it because you're, you're not seeing it from the outside world and you just think the world's against you. Well, I know you had some key points you wanted to talk about on the on the podcast this go-around, so thank you for giving us some of that backstory there. And Reverend Ben, this first key point that Mike wanted to talk about was lack of purpose, uh, and I think that you could probably relate to that as well, right? You kind of felt the same way when you were first coming out of the service as well, and I think many service folks do. It's like, okay, now what, right? Absolutely, because I what I discovered was that when the military, I was a corpsman, I was a Marine corpsman attached to Marine Corps unit in FOX 2-2. And being a, a, a corpsman in the Navy with the Marines, they call you doc. And you get much respect for your abilities and your um, what you're there to do. Right. Um, however, when I got out the military, I was no, I was, I was just rated as an ambulance driver. But with the same skills that I had in the military that allowed me to do sutures and, and, and uh, diagnose people and to uh, commit emergency procedures to save the life of another, when I came out of the military, it seemed like there was, like you said, it was no purpose because that same job title only gave me a license to drive an ambulance and take people back and forth to the hospital. 
that's working in the city of Philadelphia. So I can definitely relate to that uh, being kind of like lost in the sauce coming home. Because in the military, we were given, we were this and that. When we came home, we were just nothing. Yeah. So, so Mike, with that lack of purpose, that's kind of, is that kind of the first, uh, I guess, hurdle that you work on? That, that was. And Reverend, I, I feel you because I was, you were 2-2, I was 2nd Battalion, 8th Marines. I know, I know the ground you were, you were walking around out there. But yes, absolutely, the lack of, absolutely. <laughs> the lack of purpose, that's what it, that's what it is. Like I got out when I retired, I was in charge of over 300 people. And now you're telling me like my skills that I thought I had of making sure they're fed, they're getting paid, they're following the rules and regulations, their families are being taken care of, the operational commitments, like doing all those things. And when you get out, it's like, wow, what do I do today? So you you don't know who or what you are anymore. So mm. that's why I talked about with this company, like their motto is show up, smile and support. Like, that's what we need. We need, as veterans, someone to show up, someone to smile at you, and then someone to support you. And once you know someone's supporting you, you get your purpose and your pride back. Yeah, makes a lot because of sense. As a service member, you're very prideful. Like I said, two years or 30 years, you have that title with you for the rest of your life. You're very prideful of what you earned. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. So what's the the second the uh, second point here with navigating? You, or you were talking a little bit with me about yeah. that. Uh, what's that uh, all about? So like the chaplain could say too, so navigating, how do you equate everything you did in your service time to the civilian world? Like how do you, how do you navigate that system? And the good thing with EDSI is you come to me and I, you tell me what you did in your service and I can take what your MOS was and turn it into civilian based skill sets. Uh-huh, okay. So like, like the chaplain was saying, he was a corpsman. He's not only a corpsman, he's also a caretaker. He's a mental health specialist. He's a buddy that talked to you when you come in at two o'clock in the morning from a run or from a field op, that's going to take care of your, your well-being, your mental state. So, and a lot of people don't know what, know that. So when they get out of the service, they think that was just all, Oh, that was just part of my job. No, that's stuff that these civilian companies want to know about because it's tangible skills that you bring to it Mm. as a 21 year old kid. You're in charge of 13 people. Well, that's leadership. That's problem solving. That's situation-based decision-making. That's There's a whole slew of things that these organizations look for their management type. No, that's a great point. And, and it's it's not easily, like, you know it, right? But like to your point, when you're trying to kind of, when you're just going and filling out a job application or something like that, it doesn't, for some reason, it doesn't click right, for some folks anyway, right, on how yep. to put that stuff down. Uh, and so what's the third point? Uh, the next one is, it's okay to reach out because you're not alone. So either you go into an organization, find another veteran, or for our organization, come reach out for us, and then we help navigate that system for you. Mm. But a lot of veterans, what they do is, ah, it's okay. Yeah. No, it's okay, because they think everything is a scam. They just think everything is, no, that's not going to be good for me. That's not good for me. But it's okay to reach out to other veterans, to reach out to the chaplain, reach out to organizations that are here to help you. But- Make sure it's a free-based organization, not someone who's going to take money up front and not see you again. Yeah. I mean, and that's part of what we do right here on the podcast by sharing the information and and what Valerie and Olga are doing uh, with Voice and Vision Inc. It's the same kind of process, right? It's it's letting people know that there's resources and that it's okay uh, to ask for help. But obviously, that's you know the hardest part a lot of times for humans anyway, but certainly for our servicemen and women as well. So uh, share with us a little bit about the EDSI process. 
So the EDSI process for the veterans is they come in, we talk to them, and I just check to make sure they're a veteran. Just as long as they're a veteran, that's all I'm looking for. And then they, they come into me, we fill out some paperwork to get them registered inside of it. And I sit them down and we do uh, this matrix learning. So they find out what kind of job they were looking for. And it's a, it's a quick assessment test to see what, what their qualifications are, what their qualifications are. And we sit down face-to-face and talk about what you did in your service. And I'm making notes and making sure they got their skill-based resume. Then with that, what are you looking for? What's your short-term goals? What's your long-term goals? Or are you just looking for quick employment right now? And if you are looking for quick employment, what is your pay scale? But be realistic with your pay scale so we mm-hmm. can go from there. And then while you're in it, let's look, let's look for something different. As well as with that, once a week, I'm checking in on them, seeing how they're doing, how the job is. If they don't like the job, all right, stay in it. Let's find you another job to meet your needs. Do you need housing? Do you need clothing? Do you need wardrobes? Do you need interviewing skills? Like they, We sit down and we teach them interviewing skills, how to properly interview, how to properly dress, how to actually conduct an interview, give them some mock interviews, give them some classes on their different types of resumes, how to do the online resume so it, does, so it gets flagged, so it doesn't just go through the process and get skipped because the font was off or the, the placement was off. Yeah, that's fantastic. I mean, that's that's a lot of great, uh, you know, information, education, hands-on work. Uh, Reverend Ben, it's certainly something that uh, sounds like it would have been beneficial for, for many service folks, you know, like yourself at one, once upon a time. Let me tell you, man, absolutely, because um, the transition to civilian life is, is very detrimental to a veteran. When I first got out of the military, I was working at a gas station pumping gas and pulling the weeds. That's coming from a man who's traveled the world with the military, been in contingency forces, and had uh, other corpsmen under me, and um, 150 Marines relying on me to make sure they were for their well-being to somebody who came home pumping gas. So this is a vital thing for veterans to get involved in. Yeah, yes. gr- yeah great resource for sure. Um, so, Michael, what else? Were we? Uh, I know you wanted to make some good points here, which you've done a fantastic job today on the podcast. What was the fifth point you really wanted to talk about? And that goes perfect with the, the, the Reverend was talking about, Doc. It was perfect because, like you said, you had 150 Marines looking looking after you. Mm-hmm. And yeah, granted, you may have came back home and pumped gas, but don't devalue your accomplishments. Oh, great point. You may you may be just pumping gas, but like in your mind, that just gets you to point A to point B right now until you find your next career step. So any service member getting a job is hard. So once you get one, don't devalue it and don't devaluate what you did in your service mm. because it's if you think about it, you're the 1% of America who's actually served. So out of a billion, 7 billion people, you're the 1%. So no matter if you did two years or 30 years, you're an asset to the company. I always say, are you an asset or a liability? Any service member, no matter what, is an asset. Any company would want them just because you're a time management. You know how to problem solve. You know how to talk. You know how to communicate. There's all these small tangible skills that you learn at a young age from boot camp through your service that you have to believe in it. And that's the thing I talk about without devaluing your accomplishments. Sometimes we lose our hope, we lose our purpose, we lose our pride, and we focus on the negative because we don't realize what we've actually done at such a young age. So like the chaplain was saying, it's crucial because you made so many other service members that you were in charge of or even in a platoon with lives better. So utilizing that skill set helps you in the long run of actually getting the job and realizing it may not be where you want to go, but it's not where you're going to end up. Like 
there's always another chapter. Like the hardest step in a three mile, three thousand mile journey is the first step. Yeah, yeah. For so sure. helping these organizations like ours to help you get your resume, get your skill set, to get you how to talk. Because you get out of the service, you're just like, yes sir, no sir, yes ma'am, no ma'am. Like it's okay to be a little more well rounded. Even yeah. though you are well-rounded, you don't know how to articulate that because you're just used to always following the direction. Well, you know, that's fantastic. I mean, it's some great points for sure. And usually, Mike, when we get ready to wrap up the podcast for the week, and, and we're certainly want to love to have you back on to talk uh, more specifics in, in other areas. But we always say, you know, what's something you would share to other veterans listening to the podcast who maybe are struggling to take a step? But you said so many good things right there. It's almost like that motivational speak was, uh, uh, speech was already right there. But anything else you'd like to share with folks, uh, folks that are listening that might be like, yeah, I'm struggling to make that that next step. And of course, we're going to get the information on how to reach out to you as well. And we'll put that in the show notes for the podcast. But uh, anything else you'd like to share? Well, yeah, my, my number one thing is don't forget who you are. Like I'm very passionate. I'm very prideful. Don't forget the sacrifices that you made from your friends, your family to the service and to yourself. So even though you don't want to reach out, like talk to somebody, like someone's there to help you. Someone's there to guide you. It could be just a friend you met from boot camp 20 years ago. Like it's okay to ask for help. It shows your strength and your courage and your intestinal fortitude to be like, hey, I need a little bit of advice. I need some guidance because we don't know everything. Yeah. No matter how old you are or how young you are, education and learning is always moving forward, always going in the next direction. So yeah, my indeed. number one thing is just ask for help and look for somebody because we need to stop the suicideness, the homelessness, the the crime. And it's all a cycle once you get out because you don't have that steady income or you lose you lose your you think your family's now like not as proud as you because now you're not in the service anymore now that you're out. Like the chaplain was saying he got out from the service as a corpsman and now he's pumping gas. In his mind, he'd be like, oh, my family may not see me the same way. So now I got to try even harder. Well, it's not working out. So he's putting more and more weight on his shoulders and he just isn't doing the right thing. Not on purpose. He just doesn't know the process or the steps. Yeah. That's a great point. Great message. Yeah, I think it was Eleanor Roosevelt that said, learn some of the mistakes of others because you probably won't live long enough to make them all yourself, right? So reach yes. out, get some help. Uh, how can they find you, Michael? Where can the folks turn to? So you can contact me. It's Michael Bate at edsi.com. So once again, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-B-A-T-E at edsi.com. That's the best way to get in contact with me. Shoot me an email. And I'll, I'll respond back to you. We'll sit down and talk. And I like to do face-to-face because I feel veterans are more susceptible to listen to other veterans when it's like face-to-face yeah. than over a phone call or an email. Sure. Yeah, it makes sense. And we'll have that information, again, pop up in the show notes as well so folks don't have to necessarily remember it. But wanted to make sure I got that out there. Well, Mike, thanks so much for being here. Thanks for joining us here on Untold Valor. Certainly appreciate you. Love to have you back. And Reverend Ben, thanks for your time as always, my friend. Likewise, I really appreciate the uh, the experience, and thank you so much for supplying us with those resources, because many a veteran can definitely benefit from what you do. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank yeah. you for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely, Michael. Thank you so much. And again, folks, tune in to the podcast for future episodes. Don't forget to subscribe to us, and we'll have all that good information pop up here in just a second. This has been Untold Valor. You've been listening to Untold Valor by Voice and Vision. 
We hope you found the information and resources discussed today helpful. As always, thank you for listening and for your support. Remember to stay connected with us through our various social media platforms, including Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Don't forget to visit the website, voiceandvisioninc.org. That's voiceandvisioninc.org, where you can sign up for our blog and find free resources and information on upcoming events, webinars, workshops, and get support. You can also access our free help and hope guide for individuals and families struggling with substance use and addiction. If someone you know is struggling, please reach out for help because you and your life matter. Remember, the National Suicide and Crisis Lifeline is available to you at any time by dialing 988. We are all ambassadors of hope and recovery. And if you want to share your story, please contact us. Compeer Corps is also looking for veteran mentor volunteers and veteran participants. To find out more information about Compeer Corps, please call 610-541-0790. That's 610-541-0790. You can find all the links and contact information for the resources mentioned on today's episode by checking the description and the show notes section of your app. Thank you again for tuning in and for your support. Until next time, this has been Untold Valor.